Welcome to Your DIY Health here on the Truth Frequency Radio Network. I'm your host, Sergeant Jim Ram, retired. You can call me Sarge. It is Thursday, October 21st, 2021. And this program is meant to present nutritional information only and is in no way meant to replace the advice of a competent medical professional, assuming you can find one. I'm not a doctor, and that's a good thing. In my opinion, the doctors most people go to see when they have a health issue, MDs, are wrapped around the axle of their training. Unfortunately, their training is in drugs and surgery, and it doesn't equip them to treat over 900 chronic health issues that are proven to be a result of a nutritional deficiency. I'm simply someone who has been studying under the tutelage of one of, if not the top nutritional authorities in the world, Dr. Joel Wallach. Now, I don't treat diseases. I don't even treat people. I simply advise people how to give the bodies the raw materials they need to support and maintain good health, And when the body has what it needs, it'll fix itself. The body wants to fix itself. The body knows how to fix itself. It has a God-given innate ability to do so. The only thing it's missing is the raw materials. And when you put those back into the mix, stand back and wait to be amazed because your body's going to do some really cool stuff. Now, you can visit my website at yourdiyhealth.com. That's Y-O-U-R-D-I-Y, like do-it-yourself, health, H-E-A-L-T-H, yourdiyhealth.com. There's all kinds of information there. All the products we talk about are there. Thing, You can hit the contact me button and it uh, gives you the option of either calling and leaving a message or sending an email. Either way, we'll get back with you as quick as we can, usually within a few hours, and we'll do everything we can to get you on the right track and get your questions answered. So uh, let's see here. What else is going on? <laughs> the number to call into the show is 833-TFR-LIVE. That's 833-837-5483. Again, 833-837-5483 or 833-TFR-LIVE. And uh, keep in mind the topics discussed and opinions mentioned on this show are those of the host and or guests and don't necessarily represent the opinions of the Truth Frequency Radio Network, its owners or sponsors, or any of the alphabet agencies out there listening in. Nothing we say on the show should be construed as an attempt to diagnose, treat, or cure any kind of health issue. It's all here for your education and educa- education and entertainment purpose only, so that as a responsible adult, you can use this show as a jumping-off point to do your own due diligence and research. Make sure that what you're doing and what you're trying is right for you. I'd like to give a shout-out to the uh, chat room folks, uh, Grateful Citizen, Sophia, and uh, myself so far. Hopefully uh, things will pop in there. I see Alan was in earlier and wished me a good show. Appreciate that. And uh, if you want to log into the chat room and have fun there, feel free. We encourage it. So uh, I'm back. Last week uh, was a uh, replay, if you were listening. And I was uh, when the show was on, I was driving to Annapolis, Maryland for the U.S. Boat Show. 
got a chance to take a look at the uh, hopefully my new home uh, in the next few years. Uh, 50-foot catamaran, ocean-going uh, sailing vessel that uh, if all goes well, I'm going to get one of those little puppies and circle lobe. That'd be kind of a fun thing to do. Don't know how I'll do the radio show from there. That'll be a toughie, but we'll figure something out. Anyway, and then this morning, there was all kinds of glitches with the uh, connections to the network. I had to reboot my computer at the... Uh, about two minutes before the top of the hour. Not a fun thing to do, but um, got on just as the bumper music was playing. I couldn't hear anything originally. I don't know what was going on. Skype was acting really funky. Uh, restarting it didn't do any good. So I had to reboot the computer, but looks like there. Anyway, my apologies. Um, you never know. It's just it's one thing after another. Every, ever since Bill Gates took over Skype, He's taken a silk, a silk purse and turned it into a sow's ear. And you never know from one show to the next whether you're going to be able to get on or not. But it would appear. And at least the one good thing is, normally during the first segment, I have a rushing sound in my headphones that just drives me absolutely crazy. It's not actually a drive. It's a short putt. But, um, you know. I'm not hearing that. And welcome, Alan. You made it into the chat room. I thought you were going to be doing something else. <laughs> oh, boy. Um, oh, I appreciate you checking in just so you can tell me what's going on. They can hear me. Uh, yeah, the commercial and the, yeah, it's repeating. Uh, Got to get back to what you were doing. Okay. Appreciate you uh, letting me know about that. And hopefully things will smooth out from here. I was trying to um, get on, uh, this is the wrong page. When I rebooted my computer, all of my <laughs> for 20 or 30 different um, uh, browser windows popped up. So now I got to sort through to find the one that I wanted. Um, the one thing I wanted to talk about was the uh, this crap with these injections. Um, and I'm not sure if this is the right one or not. I think it is. I got to find page 16. Um, the uh, this is basically I'm going. What I've got here is a is like a slideshow that was a presentation, I believe. Let me start with the first page and make sure I got this right. Um, Vaccines and related biological products advisory committee, October 22nd, 2020. Yeah, so this was roughly, well, tomorrow will be, it'll be one year ago. It was before the rollout of the, you know, the Pfizer injections. And this was a presentation done to the FDA about these uh, um, CBER plans for monitoring COVID-19 injection safety and effectiveness. And again, this was one year ago tomorrow. And they, you know, what's I'm trying to figure the best way to do this. When people started taking these injections and started having all of these different um, adverse events, including death, they act like it was a huge surprise, like they didn't expect any of this stuff to happen. 
Well, it just so happens this one, like I said, this was a PowerPoint uh, thing made to the FDA about what they could potentially expect when they rolled these things out. And on slide number 16, kind of had an interesting uh, epiphany, you might say. And again, it says FDA safety surveillance of COVID-19 injections draft working list of possible adverse event outcomes subject to change. Okay, I'm just going to go down this list that they knew of on October 22nd, 2020, a year ago, 364 days ago. Guillain-Barre syndrome, acute disseminated encephalomyelitis, transverse myelitis, basically you, uh, you're going to be uh, a paraplegic, uh, encephalitis, myelitis, encephalomyelitis, meningocephalitis, meningitis, encephalopathy, that's all one <laughs> bullet point, convulsions and seizures, stroke, narcolepsy, and cataplexy, anaphylaxis, or um, allergic reactions, acute allergic reactions, acute myocardial infarction, in other words, just out of nowhere, you're going to have a heart attack, myarditis, oh, look at that. They act like that was a big surprise, but they knew about it a year ago two months before they started rolling these things out. Autoimmune disease. Oh, here's one right in the middle. Death. <laughs> Pregnancy and birth outcomes. Well, let's see. Anything other than a normal birth is not a good thing. So they're talking about other things here. It's not going to improve your pregnancy or your birth outcomes. It's going to make them worse. Other acute demyelinating diseases, kind of like... Uh, uh, multiple sclerosis, Parkinson's, those kind of things. Non-anaphylactic allergic reactions, thrombocytopenia, disseminated intravascular coagulation. In other words, clotting all over the place. <laughs> Venous thrombos, uh, thromboembolisms, arthritis and arthralgia, joint pain, Kawasaki disease, Multi-system inflammatory syndrome in children. And that is something that has never, ever, 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 ever been listed as a disease or an illness ever before. But they knew if they gave it to kids, you would start to see multi-system inflammatory syndrome. In other words, you'd have all kinds of problems where kids would start getting inflamed and just have all kinds of problems. And there were major, major reports of that right after these things were started to give to uh, children. Vaccine-enhanced disease. <laughs> okay. So according to Dr. Brian Artis, those things broke down into over 100 and some different uh, potential adverse that they knew about two months before they were going to roll these things out over a year ago, and they acted like, oh, we didn't expect any of that kind of stuff. These things are safe and effective and rigorously tested. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, here it is. And if you want this list for yourself, um, the easiest thing to do would be to, to go to the 
Dr. Artis Show. It's T-H-E-D-R-A-R-D-I-S-S-H-O-W.com. And uh, just register with his site. And in the back office of that, you go to the um, resources page and you can download this. And it's quite the uh, interesting read. But it's a, uh, it's like I said, it's a PowerPoint presentation. It was done for the FDA when they were preparing to roll out these, uh, the Pfizer, the Moderna, and then eventually the J&J shots. And uh, what they thought might be coming when these things were rolled out. FDA experience with real near-time surveillance, okay? The FDA and CMS. The CMS, which is the Center for Medicare and Medicaid Services, that is the um, official uh, reporting service that they are going to use to monitor these uh, injections. Of course, as you may guess, Center for Medicaid and Medicare Services, it's mostly elderly people. They could use the VAERS system or a combination. There's 11 different reporting services uh, in the United States for adverse events of these kinds. VAERS is probably the best known, but the CMS system is a biggie as well. And that's the one where several months ago, uh, they were already up to 45,000 people had died within three days of taking one of these injections because they were dealing primarily with elderly uh, people up upper years. And, you know, you could say also people with um, issues with their immune system and that kind of thing, uh, the Medicaid uh, kind of a deal. But uh, that's the system they're using. And they're going to conduct near real-time surveillance for annual influenza vaccine and Guillain-Barre syndrome. They've been doing that since 2007. And support uh, confirmation of CDC rapid cycle analysis for safety for in seasonal influenza, uh, Shingrix, and others. Um, so they're talking about other injections besides the COVID stuff. And the FDA Sentinel rapid surveillance, near real-time rapid surveillance in 2017-2018 seasonal influenza. Um, but basically, they're looking at all the different things that they're going to use as a way to kind of as close to real-time as possible, figure out what's going on with these things. And according to the FDA, CMS, CDC, vaccine effectiveness experience, effect, uh, extensive experience with the data and methods needed to conduct vaccine effectiveness studies, produce several vaccine effectiveness and re relative vaccine effectiveness studies for influenza and zoster vaccines, uh, which is like the herpes type stuff. Um, and it goes on and on and on. But the primary thing was that slide number 16 where they listed all these different potential side effects or adverse events, which they broke down to about 20 or so. But uh, within those 20, you could figure over 100 different types of diseases out of those basic um, generalized care, uh, categories. So in other words, they knew what was coming. They knew this was going to screw people up in a big way, not just killing people, but also, you know, making them wish they were dead. 
And if you have seen any of the videos of the uh, people that have had adverse events from these things, the constant shaking, the constant pain, um, everything that goes on, you know, the, you know, heart attacks, um, the blood clots, the, um, oh goodness, uh, myocarditis, pericarditis, you know, all that kind of stuff, inflammation of the heart muscle and the pericardium, you know, all that kind of stuff going on. And they knew this was going to happen and they ran them out anyway. What's that tell you? And on top of that, they knew this was coming. They have the numbers that, you know, probably over easily over 100,000. You know, I would say probably five to 10 times that. Between half a million and a million people probably have already died from taking these things. And they're still pushing them like crazy. Now they're trying to roll them out from infant to five years old. You have any idea what's going to happen with that? And on top of that, what's going to happen with parents who refuse to take their children in for these things? The next thing you know, they're going to be bringing out CPS, Child Protective Service, and taking the children away from the parents, saying that the parents are bad, bad parents because they won't let the child get the vax. Just wait and see. It is going to be absolutely crazy. And this is the kind of stuff that's going on right now that they are pushing in a big, big way. Just insane. But, you know, there you have it. It's one of those things that we're going to be putting up with. And people are still plain brain-dead, spoon-fed, and willingly rolling up their sleeves for these things. How that can be, I don't know. But it is. And then on top of that, on that same site, you can get the um, actual um, document from the NIH, dated July, dated July 8th, 2021, showing that ivermectin is in fact approved for the treatment of COVID-19 right after remdesivir. Now remdesivir was one of the drugs in the 2019 uh, African Ebola study that out of the four drugs in the study, it killed 53.1% of all the people it was given to. That was the, the most deadly drug in that study. It also included, just for <laughs> giggles, um, monoclonal antibodies and Regeneron. And I think Regeneron was the least lethal and it only 30 to 35% of the people. And yet there people are jumping up and down, you know, and in Florida, Ron DeSantis is giving monoclonal antibodies and Regeneron to people and they're acting like he's a hero. But even those kill a third of the people it's given to. If it's given long enough. So what the heck is going on here? But out of the four drugs in that study. 
Fauci picked the most deadly to put into the protocol that is given to the hospitals in this country. Why do you think he would do that? There's only one reason I can think of, because he wanted to kill lots and lots of people. He picked the most deadly drug and plugged it in, and this is the only thing you can use. You're going to dispel everything else. You're going to say nothing else is approved. We must give remdesivir. That says we're trying to kill you. And this uh, chart is, like I said, available if you go to Dr. Artis's website. And uh, that's the sad thing. You know, you have the characteristics of these antiviral agents approved or under evaluation for treatment of COVID-19. And the first one is remdesivir. And it's got a whole list of problems and issues and whatnot. And the next one is ivermectin. And it says the dose most commonly used in clinical trials is uh, intravenous uh, 0.2 to 0.6 uh, micro or milligrams per kilogram uh, given as a single dose or as a once daily dose for up to five days. Generally well tolerated. You might have dizziness, uh, pruritus, GI effects, you know, in other words, you know, because it is a anti-pick uh, as well, you could expect to have a little nausea or diarrhea. Uh, neurological adverse events have been reported when intravenously given, uh, but it's uh, for treating parasitic diseases. But it's not clear whether the adverse events caused uh, were caused by the uh, under by the drug itself or underlying conditions. So they don't know for sure what caused those things. And that's really it. You know, no major problems. Doesn't say anything about dying. <laughs> and, uh, but, you know, that's the thing. It's approved. And do doctors know that? No. But I would strongly suggest if you or someone you know uh, is heading to the hospital for COVID treatment, I would print this out and take it with me. And I would demand ivermectin because I guarantee you, if you let them do what they want, they're going to put you on remdesivir and they'll probably kill you. But if you go there with this document, you can say, I want ivermectin. And if they say it's not approved, you say, yes, it is. Here's the document. Quit lying to me. And that's what I want. You know, very least IV vitamin C, you know, uh, set up a, um, uh, cool mist vaporizer with a 1% uh, um, hydrogen peroxide solution in it. You should be better by, by the next day. Or better yet, have them give you hyd hydrogen peroxide uh, via um, nebulizer, direct inhalation. And uh, there's all kinds of documents out there about that. Great treatment. You know, something you can do yourself at home. If you plan ahead, get yourself a nebulizer and have it on hand like I do. <laughs> we are out of time. We're at the end of the first section. We're in segment. We'll be back in three minutes with more of your DIY help here on the Truth Frequency Radio Network. Stick with us. We'll be right back. Turn on your TV and all you ever see is ask your doctor if it's right for you and me. So when you ask your doctor 
What do you think he'll say? Of course it's right, you dummy. Let's get you hooked on it today. Wake up, you're being screwed. Pharmaceutical guys can be so rude. They don't care if you live or you die. Long as they get their piece of pie. And welcome back to the second segment of today's edition of Your DIY Health here on the Truth Frequency Radio Network. I'm your host, Sergeant Jim Ram, retired. You can call me Sarge. And uh, it's just getting crazier and crazier and crazier. Um, All the different things going on right now. We've got um, uh, China Joe trying to roll out mandatory injections for most of the country but oddly enough there's a whole bunch of uh big wigs in the federal government that are exempted you know people like congress uh the courts uh the white house staff you know if he was so worried wouldn't you think he'd want everybody around him to be injected um and many many more the uh postal service employees hmm but everybody else, the uh, generally uh, dumb public, no, you got to take it. And of course, you got the military, who you can bet that all the higher ranking people, at least the ones that suck up to old China Joe, you can bet they got a uh, a pass, or at least uh, they made sure they got saline rather than the real McCoy. But now they're giving it or mandating it for all the guys. Um, rank and file folks and the low level line officers and that kind of stuff. And as a result, we're having a major exodus from the military, not to mention the uh, so-called health care system where doctors and nurses are uh, walking away after years and years and years. A year ago, they were hero today. You know, it's, it's unbelievable what's going on now. And same thing, police work, firemen, EMS, uh, all across the board, there's massive pushback. And I think it's starting to have an effect. You know, the question is how how much effect it will be. But Southwest Airlines was really taking a lot of heat here recently because of their mandate. And as a result, they have uh, backed down. Imagine that. Hundreds of employees with Southwest Airlines are pushing back against federal government's unlawful vaccine mandate, and the company is beginning to accommodate their employers instead of firing them. Southwest Airlines is considering a federal contractor, or is considered a federal contractor, and the Biden administration believes all federal contractors are now property of the federal government. In this delusion power, the Biden administration, I mean abomination, requires all federal contractors to give up their medical privacy and bodily autonomy and submit to selective vaccine mandates. Dozens of pilots, flight attendants, and other employees came together to protest the human rights abuses carried out by their employer, which have even been enforced by the federal government and and the uh, threat of extortion. Employees were set to be terminated by December 8th. However, over 200 employees gathered outside the company's Dallas headquarters on October 18th to publicly oppose the unlawful mandate. The discrimination and human rights violations must come to an end. 
Southwest Senior Vice President of Operations and Hospitality, Steve Goldberg, sent out a a memo to staff alerting them of a significant change in the company's vaccine. It turns out the company will not terminate employees on December 8th while the company reviews employee exemption forms. The memo states that employees may continue to work as long as they follow masking and distancing guidelines, which is still stupid. This is a change from what the previously uh, was communicated. Initially, we communicated that these employees would be put on unpaid leave, and that is no longer the case, the memo states. Now, you got a situation where they give you the worst-case scenario, take it or lose your job. And then they back off and say, okay, as long as you wear your face diaper and socialist distance, you'll be all right. Was that initially the main thing to get people to accept that? Give them something far worse to consider and then back off the far worse situation to get them to do what you originally wanted them to do in the first place? Hmm? I don't know. Might be, might not be. They may actually be making concessions. The thing is, I'm surprised they didn't include testing. And if you have looked at any of the documentation out there, Johns Hopkins University has developed a way that through the test, you can be vaccinated. Yeah. So I would not allow any, any, any little cotton swab thing to be stuck up my nose and my mouth or anything else because you may be getting something without your knowledge. And I would not put them past uh, to do that. Oh, the people have the ones of the sheeple that have willingly taken them. They're pretty much already down the chute. So we got to find another way to get everybody else taken care of. Well, if they won't do it on, um, you know, voluntarily, we'll just have to sneak it into them somehow. So it wouldn't surprise me a bit. Southwest Airlines currently their employees by demanding proof of COVID-19 injection Mm -hmm. as a precondition to employment. Yeah, that's definitely discrimination. Current Southwest employees are profiled and segregated based on their private medical decisions. Again, discrimination. Over the past several months, the medical privacy of each employee has been violated as the workforce is segregated into injected and uninjected groups. With the uninjected employees were scheduled to be put on unpaid leave after December 8th. Labor union sided with the employees. Hundreds have gathered outside the company headquarters rallying for medical freedom. A federal judge in Fort Worth, Texas, blocked a similar discriminatory plan put in place by United Airlines back in August. That's one of the few times that the courts have ruled properly in this whole mess. According to the Association of uh, Professional Flight Attendants, American Airlines indicated that unlike The approach taken by United, they were exploring accommodations that would allow employees to continue to work. Oh, boy. Employees must invoke their religious exemption to all coercive bodily requirements. Now, Southwest is giving these employees an opportunity to apply for a medical or religious exemption to the injection mandate. The company is giving employees a November 24th deadline to get injected or file for an exemption. The company's appear, uh, upper management is set to review these exemption forms in the coming weeks as they determine what a valid accommodation is. Mm-hmm. Southwest will make a final determination as to whether each employee can stay with the company 
In this way, Southwest still exerts dominion over its employees' private medical decision and can willfully discriminate against them. Other intrude bodily requirements like weekly swabs, there we go, are being used as a means of discrimination coercion against individuals who choose not to take the injections. This is why it's important for individuals to invoke their religious exemption uh, to injection and all other coercive bodily requirements. Yeah, when I uh, drafted the religious exemption for my wife, I made sure it covered all uh, blood draws, injections, and testing. And uh, so far, it has worked for the last eight years, and we're waiting to see what they say about the COVID crap. But we are making plans ahead just in case because she will not take the injections. And as far as I'm concerned, she will not be tested either uh, for that reasons I've already addressed. That being said, um, a lot of people are in a world of hurt because, I mean, they are in a bad situation when they have to choose between jobs or jabs because most people have been, you know, living paycheck to paycheck uh, like myself, you know, for years and years and years, I always had more month left at the end of the money and, um, to sit there and be in a position where, you know, if I don't take this thing, I'm going to be fired. And then what am I going to do? Where can I go that I can get hired without having the stupid thing? And that has got to be extremely stressful for people. That's why I highly suggest and recommend that you check out my sister site, yourdiywealth.com, Y-O-U-R-D-I-Y, like do-it-yourself, wealth, W-E-A-L-T-H, and click the Hyperfund tab. That's a program that is just unbelievable. It's the best thing I have ever seen, and you can literally put together quite a uh, retirement package in 20 months. Uh, that will just grow and grow and grow and grow, which I have done for myself and for my wife, so that um, if it comes to the point, because right now the hospital she works at is saying that you have to have it by December, sometime in December, uh, or you're out of luck. And, uh, you know, she's in a position where if she has to either walk away or have them fire her, um, she's not going to have to go back to work. We'll have enough funding uh, from this process to take care of her. And, uh, and it will literally get bigger and bigger and bigger as time goes on. Not like most things where you get smaller or, or more worthless. So anyway, check out Hyperfund on the Your DIY Wealth website. But, uh, this is why it's important for people to, you know, stand their ground. And that's the sad thing. I've been watching, um, there are a group of uh, veterans who put out a four and a half hour long video yesterday. It was both basically TikTok videos, individuals who, you know, whether it's uh, police, fire, EMS, military from all branches of service, um, just given their, per, you know, personal stories and what they're faced with. And uh, it was quite interesting. There are a lot of people out there that are standing their ground, thank goodness. There are a few, however, who are 
you know, we went up to the deadline, but now well, tomorrow I got to either take it or I'm going to lose my job. And what am I going to do? So I guess I'm going to take it. And, you know, a lot of people have done that and they are no longer with us. Or if they are, they wish they weren't. Um, case in point, a couple of weeks ago, I covered a young, uh, I think a 34-year-old um, police officer in Denver, Colorado, forced to take the jab. And within a few days, he was unable to walk. I mean, his legs basically couldn't feel. He was driving home and couldn't feel the gas pedal or the brake. Had to try and get him off to the road and have somebody come and help him get home. Um, and now, last I heard, he was in the hospital with uh, cardiac issues. And it's not getting any better. So these are the kind of things that happen when when people buckle to the pressure and say, well, I've got to support my family, so I guess I have to take it. No, you don't. No job, no paycheck is worth risking your life over. Simple as that. And I posted a meme yesterday that uh, was based on a nurse giving a uh, talking about what was going on. Maybe we'll play that in the next segment. Who knows? Um, but she basically said something very, very profound. You know, I'm not going to put paycheck above principles. And uh, the meme that I put out there yesterday was basically saying just that. It was the old Jean-Luc Picard um, and it's on my Telegram channel. You're welcome to go there and get it. Uh, I may put it in the chat room if I can during the break if I get a chance. Um, but basically, it says, "What kind of person puts paycheck over principle?" And you have to ask yourself that. If someone is that shallow, that money is more important than their life boils down to, are they that intelligent? Are you really wanting to put your hands and life in their hands, you know, like as an airline pilot, you know, we've already had reports of airline pilots, you know, dying in mid-flight while they're flying a commercial airliner. And the plane has to be rerouted and make an emergency landing. Hmm. Imagine what that would be like to be on that plane. What if both the pilot and the co-pilot vapor locked at the same time? I would not be at all surprised to see that happen. And at that point, you better have either someone on the plane who's a pilot or maybe even a, um, you know, one of the flight attendants that knows how to fly <laughs> or it could get real ugly real quick. Anyway, people need to invoke their religious exemption to vaccines and all other coercive bodily requirements instead of asking for permission to receive an exemption individuals should assert their full legal rights and bodily autonomy that's right you know too many people are putting these exemptions in like they're asking saying no this is an exemption i have this right you must accommodate me according to federal law Vaccine mask and COVID-19 testing uh, mandates violate Title VII of the Civil Rights Act, which prohibits employment discrimination based on race, color, religion, sex, and national origin. Imagine that. Every once in a while, there's a federal law that actually does something good. The individual does not have to belong to a particular religious group or be affiliated with an organiza organized religion 
to invoke a religious exemption. That's exactly true. And again, you have to stand because employers will try and force you to have a religious leader, a pastor, priest, or someone else, you know, fill out a form saying that, yeah, this is what we believe. That's totally illegal. And that's something that even my wife's, you know, they have a form that um, half the form is the place for the religious leader to fill in a thing saying that, yeah, this is what we believe. So uh, they should be covered. And uh, we just basically attach the affidavit that we have prepared to it and say, this is it. You know, you cannot ask for that, period. It's crazy. The individual does not have to belong to a particular religious group or be affiliated with an organized religion to invoke religious exemption to an intrusive bodily requirement. The individual has sovereign rights over their own body. Their personal conscientious beliefs are the sole authority over these private medical decisions. That's right. It's their beliefs, regardless of what, you know, imagine if you're Catholic and you got an idiot like the current Pope and he says, take the shot and you're a Catholic and you're trying to get a religious exemption. That's a tough one because even though they cannot hold you responsible for the leaders of the religious organization, you can bet that the, what the, what the Pope has been saying is well known to most businesses and they'll say, well, he thinks you should get the shot. Therefore you should get the shot. <laughs> Wrong. Pope's an idiot, period. And uh, on a lot of different things, but this is just one of them. Anyway, their personal conscientious beliefs are the sole authority over these private medical decisions. These personal beliefs must be respected and the widespread discrimination against people's personal beliefs and the ensuing violation of their bodily autonomy must never become a common practice in the United States of America. But guess what? <laughs> it is. So uh, let's see here. There's a little video, uh, Southwest Pilot exposes the company's draconian vaccination policies on Brighty on TV. Let me see how, I don't know how long this is. Uh, radio program we're going to discuss. I want you to know what's really going on on down in, in uh, Australia. We're going to be talking about the new slogan, moms and dads are now labeled as domestic terrorists for speaking out against the agenda that the deep state has. We've got that and much, much more today. Go tell your friends, turn on your phones, turn on your internet. It's time to listen to Real Talk with Dr. Eric Naputi. Hang tight. We'll be right back with all that and much, much more. I hardly need this free speech platform and basically go i can call anybody on the cell phone they can call me i can call anybody on landline they can call me but when the landline fail when there's no cell no power the only thing that you've got is a satellite phone they just do a year run and they stop they don't go into emergency production so this is critical and you go on mike's website and you can see the ad for the satellite phone and, you know, just basically telling Mike Adams, because it's special deals, you don't have to pay for these. They're usually six, seven, eight hundred bucks. And will set you. 
use information that you get on my program and all the other amazing programs that are on Brighton TV to unplug from the Citrix and get plugged into the truth because the truth will set you free. Uh, let's have a conversation about the great sick out that's spreading all across uh, the airlines. Uh, we got airline pilots, we got uh, railway workers, we've got air traffic controllers, we've got police uh, men and women, we got firefighters, first responders that are all, all of a sudden, not showing up to do their jobs. These are also individuals who have been threatened and told that if they don't get this uh, experimental jab, that they will lose their job. Not only will they lose their job, but most of them have reported to us that they will have a negative uh, write-up on their on their job history. And if someone ever calls them for a reference, they will say that they were terminated uh, and they were horrible people and 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 all these bad things. They're trying to coerce people into getting these uh, experimental jabs, which still have not been proven safe, and more and more have not been proven effective. Just last week, Pfizer came out released a study saying that. Hey, sorry, we're not 95% effective like we originally said. We're only 47% effective. And then we're going to report a little bit today. Pfizer just released a study October the 7th that shows that, hey, uh, we're actually showing waning uh, of the antibody immune response after just two months of this. So, you guys, we've got to think this is not about health nor care. This is not about protecting you. It's absolute insanity. Let's talk about this great American sick out that's that's just going crazy uh, all across the news right now. Well, we're hearing about it in the mainstream, but they're not telling you the truth. This morning, we had two pilots uh, call in uh, anonymously. Both of them are Southwest Airlines pilots uh, to tell us a little bit about, um, well, what was really going on, what, what really happened and why we're not hearing about it on the news. Um, if we can, I have a clip that I'd like to play. This is from Southwest Airlines' Siri Kelly. I want to play this clip from him first, and then I want to unpack this on what's really going on. So let's see if we can get that clip fired up. I've been an airline pilot for 18 years, and now I'm facing an ultimatum. Not a choice, but an ultimatum. I'm being told in order to continue my career as an airline pilot, I must be vaccinated, which really means I have to choose between putting food on the table for my family and my freedom of choice. Whether you believe in vaccination is the right thing to do or not, the situation goes far beyond health. We, the American people, have fought for freedom for 257 years. We go around the world spreading ideas of freedom and democracy. We help other countries and people fight for their freedoms while ours are being stripped away. You may think being forced to wear a mask or get a vaccination is insignificant, but when you begin to compile mandate after mandate and loss of freedom after freedom, it becomes very significant. As each thing is taken away, we face what is known as the shifting baseline syndrome. This syndrome changes our idea of a new and acceptable normal. Soon, we will not remember what it was like to have the freedoms we once did. Our children and our grandchildren will experience less freedom and they won't have the privilege or the pleasure to enjoy the same choices our parents had or that we have. If we give into these mandates and we do not stand up for our freedom of choice, we dishonor every armed service person over the last 257 years. A disservice to the people who have fought and bled for the very freedoms we enjoy. Whether you believe in vaccination or not, I'm standing up for your freedom of choice. You may support the vaccine mandates because they fall in line with your current beliefs. But if we let this happen now, 
There will be a day when what you're told to do will not fall in line with your beliefs. If we do and fight back in one voice, soon we could be told where to live, what job we will do, what religion to believe, and how many children we can have. Do you really want someone telling your children or your grandchildren what, when, and how they will live every minute of their lives? It's time we take a stance. It's time we fight for our freedom of choice while we still can. Join us. Yeah, so so that pilot, 18 years flying, is now being told he better get this jab or else. Now, I got to tell you, that's a serious situation considering all the things that are happening right now. You know, these pilots obviously uh, are carrying around, you know, hundreds of people on each plane. And Southwest alone has had over 2,000 cancellations over the last few days. Uh, and they're telling us it's because of weather and because of some type of supposed ground control problem. No, it's not. Pilots are not showing up. It was confirmed this morning uh, on the radio program uh, that, look, uh, the, the pilots have decided to ground themselves. There's a there's a uh, trust that these airline pilots have between each other to say, look, we're going to shut it down. If one goes, we all go. You got to understand, most of these men and women are ex-military. They stand for freedom. They stand for America. They stand for the truth. We are now experiencing a huge Move, movement in our society. And then, by the way, it's also a huge moment in our society. We are seeing a pushback on a level that we've not seen before. You know, the, the fact that... that All right, we'll uh, continue this after the break. The music's going to be starting any second now. And uh, we'll just uh, put this on hold and we'll come back and uh, we'll have to listen a little bit more of it after the break. So stick with us. And we will be back in three minutes at the top of the hour. Our number is security. I want help. back to hour number two of today's edition of your diy health here on the truth frequency radio network i'm your host sergeant jim ram you can call me sarge and before the break we were listening to a uh, clip of real talk with dr eric naputi and he was talking about the uh, situation with southwest airlines and the airlines in general as well as other people in general who are refusing these jabs and standing up and saying no so I'm going to go back to this uh, clip for a little bit. We'll see what else he has to say, and then we'll get on with some other things. Seeing airlines doing this, and Southwest especially, uh, shutting down the airlines has been a huge opportunity so that we don't have what that 
officer talked about, what that captain of that airplane talked about. He said baseline syndrome. We're 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 shifting baseline uh, syndrome. Isn't that what's happening right now? We're all getting so used to being a certain way, right? We got used to wearing a mask. We got used to social distancing. We got used to now when you're in a crowd of people, is it okay if I stand next to you? Or we're finding people asking questions. Is it okay if I get into the to the uh, uh, elevator with you. Come on, what are we doing? We're shifting our baseline right now. And our baseline is gonna continue to shift where we're gonna just get so used to getting these mRNA injections into our body and taking unnecessary medications and unnecessary precautions in our life, our business and our education, just because the baseline is shifting. We wanna recognize what's really happening here. You know, you've got Southwest Airlines CEO, Gary Kelly, um, is absolutely committing massive, massive fraud. Whenever he comes out on television and says, "No, uh, you know, we're we're not. The pilots aren't walking out. We're not. We're not trying to do anything uh, that's illegal or, or, or immoral. That's wrong." Gary, listen, you're pushing mandates on your pilots. Uh, by the way, don't you think it's ironic that you were just told a few days prior? from the administration that this is what's supposed to go down. And then all of a sudden, once you are now leaving this meeting, you realize that, oh, I've got to mandate this for my employees. And by the way, I have a lot of Southwest employees that are patients of mine. And they, they were extremely disappointed because they were told by their higher ups that Southwest was not going to mandate this. When the airlines first started coming out saying that they're going to mandate, mandate these injections for their workers, South, that would not happen to them. And now the CEO is again committing massive fraud against his own pilots, falsely claiming that there is a federal government COVID-19 vaccine directive that forces him to demand vaccines for all his pilots. That's not true. That's a, that's a lie. Just like Biden's lying to you and just like Fauci's lying to you, that's happening. So now we got the Southwest Airlines CEO blaming Biden mandates that that have never, ever been put up. Show me the law. There's no law that shows that there's a mandate. There's no law that shows you have to wear a mask. There's no law for any of this stuff. He says, Gary Kelly comes out and says, I've never been in favor of corporations imposing that kind of mandate. I'm not in favor of that at all. Um, never, ever, ever has there been a mandate, uh, Mr. Kelly, for your pilots, don't pass the buck. That's what's happening right now is you're passing the buck. And now what's happening, Southwest Airline pilots are seeking to block the COVID vaccination mandate. They're suing, they're suing against these mandates. And I think it's amazing that they're doing that. Southwest Airlines uh, pilots asked the court to temporarily block the company from carrying out federal mandated coronavirus vaccinations until uh, the existing lawsuit is over. And that's what should happen. The judge should step up and say, look, we haven't heard all the facts on this. You guys, this is just a plot to get more needles in the arms of individuals. Again, we heard locally from two pilots that told us that this is not what Southwest said that they were originally going to do. And they, they, they have been told by their CEO that there is a law, that there is a law on the books that says that you must get these vaccines. But one of the things that people forget money that the airlines were given from the CARES Act. We're talking over $25 billion was given to the airlines. 
And this money was distributed between Southwest, between American, United, all these airlines that are out there. And one of their regulations is they must abide by certain rules. Just like whenever the federal government bailed out the banks, whenever the banks were too big to fail, they're now doing the same thing for the airlines. They've given them over $25 billion that we are aware of. And in order for them to keep that money, to not have to pay that money back, to not have any type of repercussions because of the money they've taken, they've got to push mask issues. They've got to push mandates. They're pushing the agenda that the state is telling them to push with your own money. How does that make you feel, by the way? They're using your money against you. Your money paid for these development of the vaccines. They're paying for the marketing of the vaccines. They're paying for the injuries that these vaccines are causing. You're also, your money now is also going towards the economy, bailing out businesses like uh, the, the airlines, like local businesses that are going through major struggles because of the policies that the policymakers have put out there. I don't know about you, but I'm sick and tired of this. Okay, I'm going to stop it there. I've put the link to this article in the chat room and also on my uh, Telegram channel. So uh, you can go and hear the whole thing. Like I said, it's a, it's 50 minutes long, so we're not going to play the whole thing. But uh, it gives you a good picture of what's going on. The um, situation at Southwest, as well as uh, American and United and so many others. And, you know, not just the airlines, but uh, private businesses, uh, you know, hospitals, you know, they're the biggest, unfortunately, they're the ones that should be standing up and basically saying the real science. The fact is the real science, you know, I am anti-vaccine because I am pro-science. You know, people say, I believe the science of vaccines. No, you don't. You believe the propaganda of vaccines. You've never looked at the science of vaccines or you would be anti-vax, period. You know, that's something that people got to realize. You know, I, the other night I listened, I heard Sean Hannity, I believe in the science of vaccines. I said, you get your head out of your butt. You know, look at the science around vaccines. There's no science that supports vaccines at all. The only science that supports vaccines is the stuff that comes from big pharma. The people that do the independent studies will tell you and show you and prove to you that vaccines have never, ever, ever stopped any disease. If anything, they brought it back. You know, virtually every disease out there that they claim was stopped by vaccines was on its way out before the vaccine was ever brought to market. And when the vaccines were started up, then those things had resurgences. Measles, chickenpox, um, smallpox, all of them. Polio. The only polio out there now is caused by vaccines. You know, so look, you know, it's, it's absolutely insane. Fauci the Ferengi puts a paycheck over principal. <laughs> That's exactly right. Uh, Fauci the Ferengi. I'll tell you what, people don't think <laughs> Star Wars Next Generation was ahead of its time. <laughs> uh, it was a good one. Uh, look how far down the rabbit hole we've gone. It all comes back to the initial question. Define virus. Yep. Virus theory versus exosome theory. Germ theory versus terrain theory. The debate has not occurred. This theory ever been proven? That's exactly right. And appreciate that unplug. Um, none of this, you know, it's all theories. 
you know, when the when the hospital, oh, you got to do this, you got to wash your hands because you might get the germs on you or you might do this. There's no proof of that. They have never proven it. They have never taken something out of a sick person and put it into a healthy person and made them sick. Other than toxins. If somebody, if you take toxic pus or something like that out of a sick person, put it into a well person, then they'll get sick. But as far as the so-called bugs that they allege cause these illnesses, they've never been able to replicate it. So how the stuff travels, how it passes, who knows? But we know what they're saying it is has never been proven. So keep that in mind. But the thing is, is, you know, the terrain theory, on the other hand, deals with supporting your immune system, your body's ability to take care of itself. And if you do that, you're not going to get sick. You know, that's why, you know, during cold and flu season, some people get sick every single year. And then other people never get sick. I'm 64 years old and I haven't had the flu since I was a teenager. So that should say something. And I have never, ever, ever had a flu shot, nor will I ever take one. Yeah, Alan says, in all my school, they, they all, all they taught us about was vaccines. Why? <laughs> because that's where the money is. You know, the, these these companies aren't stupid. You know, the drug companies are the number one funders. Uh, that's something I wanted to try and play. I don't know if I can set that up today or not. But um, let me see if I can do this. Real and again, he's not it. COVID knows. Uh, can't do it right now. But um, yesterday on um, the third hour or the last hour of Alex Jones's show, um, Paul Joseph Watson ran as like a minute long clip. And it was basically all about the TV shows that are sponsored by Pfizer. And when you have a company like that, and it's not the only one, it's just the one that they zeroed in on. It was funny because virtually everything out there on lamestream TV, even the, the Royal weddings and all that kind of junk sponsored by Pfizer. Well, when Pfizer is the sponsor, you think they're going to let them talk about anything that will support your immune system? No, <laughs> they're only going to talk about drugs and injections because that's what the money is for these companies. That's all there is to it. And when, uh, you know, people are out there thinking, well, the they they still think it's like a level playing field and that everybody makes their own decisions. They're being programmed. But on, on, on lamestream media, guaranteed, you will never see anything that talks about supporting the immune system or about the terrain theory as opposed to the germ theory. Because the germ theory is what makes money. Vaccines makes money, drugs makes money, and it's all about making sure that people are scared to death of that little enemy that you can't see. The germ, the bacteria, the fungus, the virus. It's nuts. Like Dr. McCulloch, <laughs> uh, he, all these doctors that are having epiphanies about these uh, COVID injections, every single one of them is pro-vaccine. 
but they're being labeled as anti-vax because they, you know, have supported everything under the sun until these, because they, they know that these are absolutely kill shots. They didn't realize that the other ones were just precursors. Oh, yeah, they killed a lot of people. They maimed, maimed a lot of people, but nothing to the extent that these uh, COVID things have. The COVID injections have killed more people in the short time that they've been out, 10 months roughly, than all other vaccines over the last 30 years combined. You know, by far. And and that's just using the basic numbers being reported by VAERS, let alone the CMS system, the other 10, and, um, you know, the fact that VAERS is only about 0.8% accurate because nobody ever reports to it. And we still have over 16,000 reported deaths. <laughs> and that's only with a 0.8 accuracy level. So multiply that by 100. Okay. 1.6 million. That's closer to where we are real in reality as far as the number of people killed by these things so far. And that's still a drop in the bucket, according to Judy Mikovich. She's expecting 50 million Americans to be killed by these things. And if Fauci and and China Joe have their way, it'd be more than that. And the fact is, you know, the thing is, is it has to be, it's a concerted effort between China Joe and whoever's pulling the strings, whether it's Obama or, you know, whoever, because they the numbers are available and they probably are getting as close to real time numbers as they can possibly are as are available. They're seeing how many people are dying. That's not enough. We need to get more people jabbed. And that's, that's what it boils. That's gotta be going on in the offices in the back rooms before they come out and do their press conferences and whine and cry and say, it's all the unvaccinated people's faults. We need to, you know, declare war on the unvaccinated. And we need to protect the vaccinated from the unvaccinated. How stupid is that sound? The fact that the American public can't seem to register that, the the lack of common sense in that statement alone, that just shows the Bubis Americanus is alive and well, but they're trying to kill him off. He keeps playing, you know, they're playing whack-a-mole with him. Because old Bubis just keeps coming up and say, yeah, go ahead, tell me another lie. I'll believe that one too. You know, you have to protect the vaccinated from the unvaccinated. Well, first and foremost, that tells me the vaccine doesn't work. And then go from there. But good heavens. You know, think people. I haven't gotten the hyperphone yet for two reasons. <laughs> uh, anyway. No problem. I do recommend it, though. Everybody check that out. Hyperfun under your DIY wealth. Uh Uh-oh. What's this one? I can't see it. Uh, Can't get there. We go. Don't call me an anti-vaxxer, dear. The name is Mrs. (laughs) Doubtfizer. I like that. (laughs) That's a good one. Mrs. Doubtfizer. Good. I'm going to steal that one. I like that a lot. Um, anyway, let's look at some of the other stuff that's going on here. There's 
It's just crazy. Biden sneaks caveat into COVID vaccine mandate order authorizing damages for vaccine injuries. Hmm. Wonder if it's actually been out and put into the federal register yet. Because like uh, the doctor was saying on that video clip, you know, these people are blaming it on the federal mandates that don't exist. That's just like this whole thing has been smoke and mirrors. It's like when they came out on August 23rd and said, oh, the Pfizer jab has now been officially approved by the FDA. No, it hasn't. There are no approved injections. There are definitely no approved vaccines because these things they're calling vaccines don't qualify either legally or scientifically as vaccines. They do qualify, however, as bioweapons. But there is no such thing as a COVID-19 vaccine. That would be my first thing. If somebody said, you got to have a vaccine, you got to be vaccinated for it. Well, they don't have a vaccine. What do you mean? Sure they do. They got Pfizer. They got Moderna. They got Johnson and Johnson. No, those aren't vaccines. Those are bioweapons. Those are designed to kill people. I can prove it. You show me anything that can be defined legally and, and, and scientifically as a vaccine, and I still won't take it because I trust the science the real science, but these are not vaccines and people need to stand on that and that alone. These, they don't qualify. And it's just unbelievable what's going on here. But the thing is, is the Pfizer shot has not, but it's only been having given an extended emergency use authorization. The thing that's been approved, the community shot has only doesn't even exist and it won't for another two or three years. It's crazy. Alabama school asking parents to send kids to school with lunches after running out of food due to worsening supply chain crisis. Yeah, we're going to be seeing more of that. Better be stocking up on food and anything that you don't have that you're going to need. Because things are going to get worse. They're, they've, they're manipulating this whole thing. They're causing it and they're, they're not going to let it get any better. They got old Pete Buttgigger out there, you know, the so-called secretary of what transportation is it? And he's just screwing the pooch big time. He's a new daddy. Yeah. I don't know how that happened. You know, he actually had to take maternity leave. Well, was he having a baby? <laughs> was the other guy in his life having a baby? I don't think so. Uh, that's how stupid things are. Then you got this ugly schmuck moron that they just made, I think made the Surgeon General or whatever, gave him four-star admiral uh, position in the military after never having served a day in the military. Oh, you're a four-star admiral, and we're going to say you're the first woman ever to get there, even though you're a dude, an ugly dude at that. Good grief. And you're even an uglier woman. The insanity that is now called the U.S. government and the world has to be looking at this and saying, what is wrong with those idiots? And at the same time, people are saying, stand up and do something. You know, I've been thinking about that in this video that the military guys have done kind of paints a picture. You know, they're saying, we, you know, the thing is, is we got all the guns. And 
we don't want to be the ones to fire the first shot. And they're basically, people are just waiting until they can. <laughs> but trust me, we have the largest military force in the world. And there are tons and tons and tons and tons of veterans and soon to be veterans. You know, you think that the, the military personnel that are being drummed out of the service with less than honorable discharges, potentially, you think that when the time comes, they're not going to be uh, ready to drop hammer and pull trigger on people, especially if they were wearing blue helmets. He's coming. It's not here yet, but it's coming. And that's why you don't see us marching in the streets the way you do so many other countries, because that's all they can do. They can't rise up and fight because they're unarmed. So all they can do is march in the streets. Well, different thing here. We're not in the streets because we're just waiting until they come door to door. And that's when the crap's going to hit the fan, I think. But we'll see. That's just one potential theory. Food prices continue to rise dramatically with no relief in sight. Nope. I'm going to be ordering. I've just got a bucket of storable food here recently to add to my already existing stores, but I'm going to be getting more. And uh, a couple other things I want to get. Just ordered a couple of uh, battery backnails yesterday. And uh, they should be here in the next week or so. Hopefully they won't be coming by FedEx ground because they uh, really have gone downhill. FedEx ground used to be really reliable. Uh, I had a camera company in New York that I've been using for years. And I buy something today. And what's today? Thursday. I would have it Saturday. And the last couple of orders I placed with them coming by FedEx ground, it takes a week, 10 days. I'll get three or four text messages saying it's out on the truck for delivery. And then later that day, it says it's been delayed due to operational problems or some kind of crap. And then it's rescheduled for two days from now. You know, something that was supposed to be here last Friday just got here yesterday. And uh, I think. I think last Friday was actually delayed <laughs> before that. But anyway, you know, FedEx ground is really in hurting bad shape right now. They're just all screwed up. Part shortage hitting farmers hard as supply chain crisis expected to persist well into 2022. As long as, as, long as China Joe's in there, it's going to be bad. He's the puppet that they're basically using to do all this stupid stuff. Flooding in West China submerges villages, destroys crops. Oh, boy. Influential writer accuses globalists of trying to get rid of the Constitution. You think? You want to use it to find out the truth about the Constitution, you need to hear my Thursday afternoon noon shows with Mike Gaddy. If you think the Constitution's here to uh, secure our rights and liberties, think again. It was actually put in to enslave everybody. And it's done quite the job. If you think the Bill of Rights, look at the Second Amendment. It's pretty straightforward. You know, a well-regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state, the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. Pretty straightforward, shall not be infringed. 
and we've only got what 20,000 gun laws on the books right now. Hmm. Sounds like second amendment's doing a great job. Now, the fact that we've all been enslaved, we're all, well, not all of us because I'm not, uh, I found out the truth and did something about it, but most people are serfs on the government plantation. And as such, you are property and property cannot own property. Property has no rights and therefore they can do what they want with you. And there is a solution, but I can't go into it here. I need to hear my afternoon show and the one that precedes it. Stick with us and we'll be back in three minutes with the last segment of today's edition of Your DIY Health here on the Truth Seek Frequency Radio Network. We'll be right back. with the last segment of today's edition of your DIY health here on the truth frequency radio network. And, um, I really wish people would do a little research. The sad thing is, is the vast majority of the generally dumb public just don't get it. They don't realize that when they consider taking one of these COVID jabs, that they are putting their life on the line. I honestly believe if people realized that was the case, there would be a whole lot more pushback. And that's the thing, the people, the, the nurses, the doctors, the airline pilots, the military personnel, you know, I think there's a whole lot more, you know, when the, when the government says that we have 60% people, really around 40, if that. But the numbers are inflated. They always inflate the numbers to make themselves sound better. But the fact is, there are a lot of people out there who realize how dangerous these things are. And then there's a lot of others who may not, you know, they may not feel like taking it, but <laughs> they know people that have allegedly been injected who are okay, most likely because they didn't actually get the real McCoy, but they got saline. But they don't know that. They think everybody that rolled up their sleeve really got the injections. And as a result, and I'm sure that was planned that way, if everybody got the injections, there would be a lot more death and uh, adverse events. And then virtually everybody would be looking and say, well, I don't think I'm going to do that. But because they made it smart, and from what I'm hearing is about a third of the injections were in the little vials were saline solution. And this is coming from the doctors now who have been able to obtain vials of this stuff and analyze it under microscopes. And they found that, um, and the same, it's, it's the same with the Pfizer, the Johnson Johnson, the, the Moderna, that about two thirds of the vials they've gotten have just been pure saline solution. So they are purposely 
giving people a placebo so that not everybody gets the real McCoy, so that not everybody gets sick or dies at the same time. And that being said, you know, that's how they're able to keep people rolling up their sleeves. And even the people that are hesitant when when it comes down to the, you know, they're, just, they're hesitant and they're hoping that something will happen to put a stop to it before there. But then the deadline gets there and they go ahead and take it because they don't want to lose their job. Or they want to be able to play sports, as is the case of this 17-year-old boy in Canada who wanted to play. And um, you know, we got somebody calling in here on Skype, but I'm not going to take it because this is not the time for that. If you want to call into the show, you call in on 833-TFR-LIVE. Um, but anyway, 17-year-old boy in Canada dies of a heart attack after getting COVID shot so he could play hockey. And 17-year-old boy in Canada died of a heart attack at home on September. September 27th, reportedly two weeks after he received a COVID jab. Sean Hartman is said to have suffered from multiple health problems immediately after the jab, including myocarditis or heart inflammation. He received the COVID jab in order to be able to play hockey in an arena where the shot is required for entry. But his parents are kind of upset at this point. A small demonstration was held close to the hockey arena that mandated the jab. One man who participated held up a, a sign facing the road that read, a broken heart from not being allowed to play hockey will heal. Myocarditis from the jab will kill or be a long, long condition. That's for sure. He was not allowed to play hockey in the arena because they'd ask him to take the jab. And they said, inaudible, whatever. He got the jab, and now two weeks later, he'd been sick. He died yesterday, the man shared by the COVID world. Another sign displayed at the protest read, kids are dying from the jab. A GoFundMe page created by Paul Blair his best friend since first grade, wrote that for all of Sean's life, there was nothing that Sean was more passionate about than sports, especially hockey. Should have been doing a little scientific research. As he played his entire life, he started his hockey career playing for the, the Beaten Stingers and went on to play for TNT and Alliston. Whether uh, watch or play, Sean just loved the game. The Beaten Athletic Association shared on Facebook, Sean started his hockey career here in Beaten when he was five years old. At 11 years old, he played for the TNT Tornadoes for three years. He returned to his hometown of Beaton in his, in his major Bantam year and has been a member of our association ever since. A solid defenseman, always supportive of his goalie and teammates, coachable in every aspect of the game, on and off the ice, He'll be fondly remembered by our whole Beaten Athletic Association board members, coaches, and teammates and friends. But he has to be remembered because he wanted to play hockey so bad that he was willing to kill himself to do it. 
Public Health Ontario released a report covering jab data from December 2020 to August 7th, 2021, and concluded the highest reporting rate of myocarditis pericarditis was observed in males aged 18 to 24 years following a second dose. Sweden and Denmark have recently paused the use of Moderna's COVID vaccine for younger age groups, pointing to increased myocarditis and pericarditis among youths and youth, young adults who have been injected. Pfizer has also added a COVID-19 jab fact sheet concerning myocarditis and pericarditis, which nobody ever looks at, so it doesn't really do any good. Canadian professor of medicine, Dr. Stephen Pellick, has maintained that uh, contrary to what a number of people have said, there is no such thing as mild myocarditis. <laughs> you got it, it's bad. He has noted that when they're, when the heart cells die from myocarditis, they are not replaced in your body and are instead replaced by scar tissue, which is from fibroblasts. The remaining muscle cell have, cells have to get a little bigger in order to compensate. Every time you get an inflammatory response, you lose more of that contract uh, contractility and have a greater chance of heart attack and other problems later in life. He has pointed out that the chances of dying from COVID is about 0.003% for people under the age of 24 in Canada, and that for those under 19, the chances of injury from the vaccine is about four to five times higher than getting infected with SARS itself or COVID. U.S. researchers have found that boys age 12 to 15 with no underlying medical conditions are four to six times more likely to be diagnosed with vaccine-related myocarditis than ending up in the hospital with COVID over a four-month period. Yeah, and these idiots, you gotta have a jab before you can come into our place. Sorry, I guess I won't be coming in then. And that's the thing, you're putting people you know, whatever it is, it's either as young people, the things they love to do or older people, they have to take care of their families and whatnot. You put them in positions that is just untenable and lethal. And people need to realize that when you're taking these things, you are literally playing Russian roulette and more than one cylinder has a live round in it. Man, insane. Efforts to keep ports open 24-7 to reduce cargo ship backlog aren't going to work because insane trucking regulations in dumb-controlled California are keeping trucks off the road. Yeah, look into some of the things that they're requiring. You know, first off, if your truck is older than 2011, it's not allowed on the road. <laughs> you know, and trucks, I mean, those things are designed to run millions and millions of miles. And uh, it's not uncommon to have early 2000s trucks out there but uh, they have so many goofy regulations now what they're end up having to do is uh, the ships are having to go down uh, through the Panama Canal and come up through the Gulf and come to uh, you know Texas ports and Florida ports um, it's just not and, and that's drastically increasing the cost of shipping to do that kind of thing it's it's crazy Anyway, I'm going to shift gears here and look over a couple other things. Um, honorable active military face discharge for refusing COVID-19 injection mandates. 
Several military members voiced their concerns in public about facing discharge for refusing COVID-19 injection mandates. How will our military function? You know, mission readiness is going to go out the window uh, once these honorable service members are discharged. The truth is the military needs these fine men and women more than they need the military. That's right. And let's uh, see what these folks have to say. My name is Noah Sturgis Johnson. I'm a specialist in the United States Army. I am currently stationed at Fortnia as an 88 kilo watercraft operator. Due to the new order of the COVID-19 vaccine, I will potentially face separation from the United States Army. And I'm currently pending a religious exemption my name is Stratton West. I'm a Petty Officer Third Class in the United States Navy. I've been serving honorably for exactly two years and I will continue to do so. I have been stationed at Naval Air Station, Pensacola, Florida, and I'm currently stationed at Naval Air Station, North Island in Coronado, California. <clears throat> in fulfilling my duties, I have been assigned to be a lead junior sailor in our mentorship and training program, and I take great pride in doing so. I will potentially be discharged for denying the COVID-19 vaccine. My name is Lucas Jeffers. I am a corporal in United States Marine Corps. I have served honorably for three years and four months and will continue to do so. For the entirety of my career, I have been stationed at MCAGCC 29 Palms, California. I have deployed to Northern Syria and Northern Iraq. In fulfilling my duties, I have been an FDC chief and an 81 section leader. I will potentially be discharged for refusing the COVID-19 vaccine. My name is Ryan Lovell. I'm a sergeant in the United States Marine Corps. I've served honorably for nine years and four months. I've been to Camp Lejeune and Camp Helmsley and deployed to Romania, Israel, and Saudi Arabia. In fulfilling my duties as a combat engineer, I've been a squad leader, section head, and an instructor. I will potentially be discharged for denying the COVID-19 vaccine. My name is Holly Mulvihill. I am a staff sergeant in the United States Marine Corps. I have served honorably for 10 years and two months, and I have been to California, Japan, Australia, South Carolina, and North Carolina. In fulfilling my duties, I have been a drill instructor, a Marine Corps instructor of water survival, a Marine Corps instructor trainer of water survival, a martial arts instructor, and I am currently an air traffic controller in North Carolina and there's a potential that I will be getting discharged for denying the COVID-19 vaccine. I'm Courtney Tutela, Staff Sergeant in the United States Air Force. I've been serving honorably for the past five years and three months and will continue to do so. I've been to McGuire Air Force Base, Seymour Johnson Air Force Base, Ramstein, Nellis, Schriever, Holloman, the Air Force Academy, and so many others. In fulfilling my duties, I've been a structural apprentice, journeyman, and soon-to-be craftsman in the civil engineering squadrons. I will potentially be discharged if I do not get the COVID-19 vaccine. My name is Chase Lauderdale. I'm a Lance Culper in the Marine Corps. I have served honorably for two years and six months, and I will continue to do so. I've been to MCRD San Diego, Fort Leonard, Missouri, and currently on Camp Pendleton, California. In fulfilling my duties, I have been a 1361 engineer assistant and was placed in a combat engineer shop. I'm potentially being discharged for refusing the COVID-19 vaccine.
My name is Nancy Steele. I'm a Staff Sergeant with the United States Marine Corps. I've served honorably for 12 years and will continue to do so. I have been to Okinawa, Japan, Miramar, California, Camp Hillside, California, Garden City, New York, and Tucson, Arizona. In fulfilling my duties, I have been O-111 Administrative Chief. I will potentially be discharged for denying the COVID vaccine. I am James McCarthy. I'm a Lance Corporal in the United States Marine Corps. I have served honorably for one year and nine months and will continue to do so. I have been to Camp Lejeune, Nine Palms, California. I am an 0671 Data Systems Administrator. I will potentially be discharged for denying the COVID-19 vaccination. And that's just a drop in the bucket. Four minutes and 28 seconds. And uh, we're looking at hundreds of thousands of uh, active duty military or smart enough not to take these things because they know how dangerous they are when their alleged leaders are forcing them to do something that they know is wrong, an unlawful order, and they are right to refuse to follow it. And they are potentially looking at less than honorable discharges, among other things. People like the Navy SEALs who are highly trained. I mean, when you are a Navy SEAL, the government spends millions of dollars training you. And these people are now looking at the potential of not only being discharged, but having the military try and go after them to reimburse the military for the, all the time, all the money and expense of their training. That is absolutely insane, unconscionable, and criminal. Those are the kind of stupid things that this administration or abomination is doing. They're destroying our military. They're destroying our economy. They're destroying our country. And it has to stop. That's all there is to it. The list of people that have been damaged and killed by these injections just goes on and on and on. And this abomination just ignores it all and keeps pushing for more. The only reason is they're trying to kill as many as they possibly can while they can. That's basically it. Now, let's see here. Justice denied. Supreme Court again upholds COVID vaccine mandates. U.S. veterans prepare for war. Yeah. For the third time this year, the U.S. Supreme Court has denied a motion to halt mandatory COVID-19 injections, at this time declining to block a vaccine requirement imposed on Maine health care workers. U.S. Supreme Court denied or declined Tuesday to block a vaccine requirement imposed on Maine health care workers, the latest defeat for opponents of vaccine mandates. It was the first time the Supreme Court weighed in on a statewide vaccine mandate. It previously rejected challenges of vaccine requirements for New York City teachers, Indiana University staff and students. Justice Stephen Breyer rejected the emergency appeal, but left the door open to try again as the clock ticks on Maine's mandate. The state will begin enforcing it on October 29th a week away. 
The main injection requirement was put into place by Democratic Governor Janet Mills requires hospital and nursing home workers to get injected or risk losing their jobs. Opponents tried to block the mandate, but the federal judge rejected the request October 13th. The judge said the record indicated regular testing alone wasn't sufficient to stop the spread of the Delta variant. Doesn't say anything about the constitutionally guaranteed rights of the people. No, they could care less. And that just proves this constitution is a piece of crap. That decision was set off a flurry of emergency appeals to the first U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals and then the U.S. Supreme Court. Both conservative and liberal judges on the Supreme Court now have ruled in favor of Big Pharma, showing that this is a nonpartisan issue. You think that wasn't uh, planned? Justice against the murderers who are enforcing these COVID shots that dissenting doctors and scientists call bioweapons will not come from the judiciary. Yeah. Yeah. All these people are saying, well, I'm going to sue. Good luck with that. The only place you might have some luck is in state courts. Federal courts, they got their marching orders. That's all there is to it. And um, I'm going to put the link for this in the chat room and on the uh, Telegram channel. Where is my Telegram channel? It disappeared again. There we are. This article has um, the link to the um, video that the military did, I believe. Let me see here. That's not the video link. Where did it go? Hmm. Well, active war, U.S. Special Forces and combat troops discharged as total force vaccination decimates military readiness. Absolute insanity. Let's see what this is. I want to be very clear about one thing before we go any further. I am not a Democrat. I'm not a Republican. I don't believe in it. I believe all it does is split us in two, makes us pissed at each other instead of the people that are actually screwing things up. Makes a lot of sense. Brothers and sisters, I just saw a clip where Biden has ordered the VA to stop uh, services to any veteran that is unvaccinated. That's unacceptable, Joe. You don't fuck with the wrong people. People that fought for the rights that we have. For your freedoms, you motherfucker. Well, sorry about that. I should have looked at it beforehand. But, um, you know, you're dealing with people in the military who, and I was one, so I know the language. (laughs) And when they are mad, as these people are, and they have every right to be, that language is going to come out. I apologize. I know we're trying to keep uh, the network as clean as possible, but uh, I will, 
like I said, I've already put the link in the, to this in the uh, chat room and on the Telegram channel because I think you know people need to hear what has to be said by these people. Um, I do not blame this man one bit. You know, people fought for their country. They have health issues as a result of it, and then you have this imposter in chief saying that uh, if you don't take this lethal jab, you can't get treatment. You know, granted, you know, the smart thing to do would be to look to alternatives other than the VA, because given half a chance, they'll kill you. And it's not in drugs, but in nutrition. And that's why, unfortunately, these folks ought to be listening to this show rather than CNN. But be that as it may, when they're only they're looking at their only hope of survival is being cut off because they won't take these toxic jabs. People are starting to really get torqued off. And when you start cutting off services that people think they have a right to, it's going to get ugly. And that's one of the things that four and a half hour video showed was a whole lot of people, the armaments that are out there. Uh, it's rather interesting. One thing they were uh, uh, walking through their gun room, it looks like. And there's a 50 caliber on a tripod sitting there and the walls are lined literally with virtually everything under the sun. And that's a private home. <laughs> you know, that's one of those things that the news hasn't come across yet. But that's what some of these people are going to go up against if and when they start going door to door. And they try and, try and start pushing people the wrong way. There's a lot of former military out there that are not going to take this sitting down. They are not going to take it lightly. They have been, as as Biden said a few weeks ago, you know, we've been patient, but our patience is running thin. Well, I got news for you, old China Joe. Our patience is running thin. And the time's going to come when you're going to sorely regret doing the things that you've been doing. And so will the people that are pulling your strings. So we are down to about the last minute of today's show. I want to thank the guys in the chat room and uh, everybody out there listening. You know, people need to wake up. You need to start telling friends and family the truth about these things. It said people ask if you've been vaccinated. You say what? For what? if they say COVID, they said there is no vaccine. There's nothing but bioweapons. And no, I have not received a bioweapon, nor will I, over my dead body. And there went my screen, so the music is going to be starting. But I do want to encourage people to visit my uh, afternoon show at 1 p.m. today, Eastern, on uh, Eurofolk Radio. The link is on my website under the Radio Shows tab. And uh, if not, we will hopefully be back next Thursday. Uh, until then, take care and have a wonderful time. Take care of your bodies because it's the only place you have to live. God bless you. See you soon.